1: He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed.
0: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
1: The Volume. This is Straight Fire with jason mcintyre
3: what is up straight fire fam it's me jason mcintyre straight fire for monday july 10th it is mlb all-star week and you know what that means not a lot of sports going on so we're going to talk a lot of nba summer league fortunately my guy can he be my guy it's only been two summer league games victor webin yama oh my goodness so the takes, uh, we'll get to Webb and Yama in a second, but uh, let me just quickly go through the weekend. Um, I was solo, wife and kids out of town, visiting family. And you know, I got to work. Uh, a lot of dads were asking me at various sports I played, how do you pull that off? It's like, well, I can't, I can't take vacation days to go see the wife's family on the East coast. We got to save that for Paris or Hawaii or whatever we're doing, real trips. Um, and so I, I, You know, had a good weekend with the dog and um, played a lot of sports. I will just say, I'm not going to go too deep on the men's league. Um, I I know some of you are put off by it, but I'm just going to say. So, you know, I I like to think I created this dynasty out in this men's league out here in Torrance, California. Uh, Torrance, you know, in in, in the South Bay, um, we'd never played in the league before. We play in the league like the B version because we're like a bunch of guys in our 30s and 40s. Um, And we dominate the league and win the title. So then the next year we play up in the top league. A lot younger guys, more athletic, some guys who played college, a uh, guy who plays in the Drew League. We lose in the title game, so we come back this year. The best team, the team that beat us, is not doing it in the summer because their guys have a lot going on, right? So we're like the team to beat. We have the big X on our back. We crushed everybody. We're targets, kind of like Victor Wembanyama. Everybody's trying to dunk on him all the time, and we we were down a bunch of guys this weekend. So I'm scrambling, going through literally going through my phone contacts. Damn, I haven't talked to this guy in like two years. I, can he still hoop? Is he in shape? And I'm just texting guys because we need bodies. People are out of town. People are traveling. It's summer. And so ultimately, we get two guys. One of them coached my son in AAU and coached another one of my teammate's sons. Um, and he's like 6'5". He's like 25 years old, 26. And he, he's nasty. Finally, he plays with us. And this other guy who's just an athlete, we're playing the unbeaten top team. They had this game circled on the calendar. All their guys show up. Okay. And, you know, we take the lead early and then they storm back and they're winning by double digits most of the game. And folks, it was one of the most uh, thrilling comebacks ever. We just keep fighting full court press, creating turnovers. Uh, our, our big guy, the guy who just uh, jumped in has two thunderous dunks. I've, I don't think I've seen a dunk in the league yet. And I'm just telling you when he dunked, I looked at the other guys and they were like, oh my gosh. whoa, Cause our guys like dunking and hanging on the rim, like almost pull up like technical foul stuff. And. Uh, they they were shook. It rattled them. I'm not even kidding. I, I'm going to post a lot of video highlights this week because I know you care. Anyways, we tie it up with two seconds left. And they call timeout. We we have our play. We know what we're going to defend. They throw it to their best player, who's a good good dude. He literally sits at all three games, because there's three games every weekend, and scouts all the teams. And, like, I talked to him. Nice guy. You know, it looks like he played a high level in high school, probably D2 or D3. He can He can go. And... He catches like the Christian Leitner bomb against Kentucky. They chuck it to him. He barely makes the catch. Over our new guy who's 6'5", double clutch. I'm not even kidding. Double clutch, and he swishes a three. And it was at the buzzer, and we lose. But honestly, I laughed. I was like, are you kidding me? And it felt like a win because, you know, we were missing some of our horses. But at any rate, um, that game caused me to have to record Victor Wembinyama in the second half uh, in his uh, summer league game. It had caused me to record on a second TV, USA, Canada. So then I had to come home from my basketball game, walk the dog, and then watch all these sports after playing sports. I know, see, this is the kind of thing, like, I, I, I need to, like, downshift on sports and, like, you know, d- do other stuff. I did fix uh, the garage door opener. I'm sure some dads at home will be happy to hear. The wife put that on the list of stuff I needed to do, and I did it. So, I was I mean, you should have seen the fist pumps. Got that garage door opener. Um, all right, on to Weminyama. So let's be real here, guys. Wembenyama did not light the world on fire in the opener. I think he was 2 of 13, 2 of 15, something like that. But from my perspective, again, I just watched Friday night. I was watching Nakaksa, the soccer team. I'm a minority owner of watching that and Wembenyama same time. And I'm like, I like what I see from Wembenyama, but I'm not on Twitter following the narratives. And you know, all the hot take artists, Friday night, everybody's got to chime in. Oh my gosh, he shot an air ball. Oh my gosh! The teenager from France, who's seven foot five, has the world watching him in Vegas, and, and he had a rough game statistically in the opener. I, what am I missing? Okay, it happens. I don't I don't have the list of all the guys who struggled in their uh, first NBA summer league game. But Weminyama wasn't great. Now here's the thing, though. I watched the game. I saw some flashes. He was like off the dribble, pocket passes. I was like, wow, seven foot five. Like I know, people said he's Porzingis. No, Porzingis didn't do any of this stuff. No way. He's he's way more advanced than Porzingis. Porzingis was mostly just a shooter and had some kind of post up game. He wasn't taking people off the bounce. And then people are like, "Oh, he's Kevin Durant." He's not Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is not grabbing rebounds and just dunking instantly. He's not. Never did that. He's a shooter. Wembenyama is total unicorn. And folks, so after that Friday night game where he wasn't great. I guess the narrative was, oh, he stinks, he's overrated, he's getting pushed around. Rob G will fill you in. He's aware of all this. Me, Saturday, I woke up, you know, I'm doing my thing. I didn't read the narratives. I'm, like, cleaning the house and trying to be a good dad and, like, nerdy stuff. Like, I went to a buddy's house to watch the UFC. I mean, I don't watch a lot of UFC, but the the two young guys, the guy with the yellow shorts who fought some other dude, like, busted his eye open. Like, that fight was incredible. And I know Cowherd was there taking a picture with Jamal Murray and sending it to me saying, hey, your guy, Jamal Murray. But, like, I did a lot of stuff. I did not read all the breathless takes about Victor Wembenyama's debut in the summer league, mind you. So then Sunday comes around, Wembenyama's second game. Wouldn't you know it? 27-12. 27-12. <laughs> I lost track of how many blocks he had. I, we need a new stat for Wenbin Yama. shots altered, because, I mean, I know Shaq used to alter shots. I'm sure in his prime, Elijah won, great shot blocker. Maybe Mark Eaton. Shout out to anybody who remembers that guy, um, Utah Jazz. Um, I, I, nobody wants the smoke of Wenbin Yama. People in their mind, oh, I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna dunk on him. But they don't. I don't think when they go like inside. I don't think people realize like how large he is. And you could just see people like a little surprised and not cowering in fear, but just stunned. His length. Rob, there was a move he did on the baseline where he like is driving baseline, sends a floater. He literally goes out of bounds, comes back in and is able to secure the rebound, go up for an N1. And you watch that and you're like, what? Like that's, like I know people were saying, oh, Shaq did that. Listen, Shaq's just like throwing it up and playing, uh, like running people over. This is simply going over people. I know Westbrook did this a lot where he's just taking awful shots from the perimeter and chasing down his rebounds. Um, This is different, guy. This is totally different. Like, I I don't know why people are anti Wembenyama. I don't know. Like, he's a teenager, he's well spoken, he's from France. He seems like a professional. Like, I'm rooting for him. I don't get this hate. Uh, you guys know I don't like the Spurs, have never been a Spurs fan. Uh, I got a buddy who's a big soccer guy who's like a Spurs fan. He's all excited. And I'm like, my favorite Spurs players ever. I mean, I like the Admiral, I like Sean Elliott, but Wemin instantly number one. I, I didn't love Tim Duncan, just quiet, superstar. Was he great? Of course. I just, I, he didn't have like a personality. I didn't like him. I was a young guy at that time. I won a personality. Shaq was my guy. Don't tell Rob G, but uh, in the Shaq Kobe squabble, I was Team Shaq for many years. I was uh, at any rate, Rob. So I wonder, do I go online and see if the narrative has changed after twenty-seven and twelve from Wemby, or do I just say, you know what, I, I I don't really care what these guys have to say. I'm gonna put together my own observations, my takes, and you know, not to hell with the unwashed masses out there, but like. I'm sorry, I, I, like anybody who's wrote him off after one game and is now like, oh my gosh, he's great. Like, I don't, I'm not believing what you're selling anyway. Is that, is that wrong of me, Rob?
4: No, I think that's absolutely fair.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage,
2: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
4: The people who were the most vocal, I don't want to name names because I'm sure no, no, maybe no, no, part please. of it, maybe even part of it was in jest. Like, oh, look what happened. But when he got dunked on by Kai Jones on Friday night, that was like a, a snapshot in Twitter history. NBA Twitter was going bananas. And it wasn't just the fact that he got dunked on. It was the fact that, when Bonyama, I, I I'm with you. I think he's going to be fantastic. But if you watch him play, he does not play like a big man. He plays like a shooting guard who just happens to be seven foot five. And the only way that you can tell that he is a seven foot five center really is on the defensive end. And it w- even when the, the, the game he had um, on Sunday night, the twenty seven and twelve, he was shooting threes. He was putting the yeah. ball on the deck. Like he was giving you the full repertoire that has everybody so excited about him. And to your point, if you are going to make a judgment based on Friday night's game or Sunday night's game as a standalone, then you're doing it incorrectly, right? That's number one. Number two, if you're basing any of your opinions off of what Twitter says, yeah. then you, you don't belong in this space, right? And, and I think that, that brings me to a bigger point. I wanted to run by you. Adrian Wojnarowski, friend of the show, Chris Broussard, friend of the show, were two of the most guys who got thrown in the hot water the deepest with some of the things they said about Wim before the lottery. Woj, I believe, called him, said that he was the greatest prospect in team sports history. I believe that Chris Broussard said that if his career is Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, it's a disappointment. Stop (laughs) And, and but here, here's what I wanted to ask you. Neither one of those guys, and I know Chris, and I work with him every day. And you know Chris pretty well, too. Chris does not follow international basketball like that, he does not follow college basketball like that. He watches, you know, casually and he talks to people. So his opinions are not formed off of him watching hours and hours of Wimbanyama tape, his opinions are formed off of. This is what this scout says. This is what this formal general manager says. This is what this coach says. This is what I've read about him. And this is why I feel the way I feel. Why is it that guys like Woj and Broussard are getting killed for the things that they say when they're basically just repeating what more respected basketball minds have said? Case in point over the weekend in between the terrible debut on Friday and the awesome performance on Sunday night. Jerry West, the logo of the NBA, one of the greatest talent evaluators this league has ever seen, says that when Bunyama reminds him of a bigger Bill Russell, if he's saying that, well, then why why is that, you know, blasphemy for Woj to say what he says or CB to well, say what he a minute. says? Wait
3: let, let, Let's put that in perspective. A bigger Bill Russell. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, Rob. I haven't looked at all the Bill Russell footage. Shocker. From his, you know, however long he played in the league, how many shots did he make outside the lane? Did you see like the sixteen footer, the midi, that Wemby hit? Like I guarantee you, Bill Russell was not hitting that shot. I'm almost we could see look at his career. Maybe he hit like ten of them, but a lot of his stuff was inside, close, like layups, dunks, putbacks. You know, inside the paint, he was not an. He's not shooting sixteen footers. He just was not. Bigs weren't doing that back then. So I, I don't like the Bill Russell comparison from Jerry West, but you have a great point on Bruce So the NBA draft, I think we could agree, is something of a crapshoot. Okay. We know the NFL draft is very tough. Look no further than evaluating quarterbacks and how difficult it is. I mean, the Niners who have like the best roster in the league, trade up for Trey Lance. We're in year three and it looks like Trey Lance is like the third string guy and he's probably on his way out. Like the Niners can evaluate talent but not a quarterback. Kyle Shanahan knows quarterbacks. Couldn't evaluate Trey Lance. Um, my Jets, Zach Wilson. I don't even do, do expand on that. How do we know? And again, I'm not calling out Broussard. He's my guy. How do we know he wasn't talking to the same scout that loved Anthony Bennett, who went first overall to the Cavs? Like, scouts miss. It happens. Here's what I want to know. Who's the scout that convinced the Nuggets to take Jokic 41st overall? Okay. Like again, NBA is very difficult. Like even the guys I text, like I trust them, I know that. But like, Rob, honestly, you watch a lot of hoop. Like, I mean, I, I I'll tell you right now. Here's a guy. Uh, you watch that Kansas State basketball team? They're running the NCAA tournament. They had the tiny guard who was like five seven. I'm telling you, if I'm on, if I'm in an NBA front office and I have multiple second round picks, I am imploring our team. I want us to draft that guy, Hart desire even though the size i get it i saw that there was a stat that there was like two players under six foot two drafted or something like that that nobody wants to draft small guys i mean, that's fine that's fine i'm just like the talent evaluation in the nba is very spotty would you agree with
4: that sure absolutely
3: okay so like this idea that like woge is being influenced by people okay broussard mark stein whoever you want to say like nobody's batting a 1,000 or even close to it. I mean, need I remind people, Steph Curry was the (laughs) third, I think the third or fourth point guard. Two point guard, Tyreek Evans was like a combo, but uh, it was Johnny Flynn and it was um, Ricky Rubio, drafted ahead of Steph Curry, who's now a top 10 player in the history of the sport. So like, it's talent evaluation is tough. But when it comes to Wembenyama, Rob, like you could, I could have my brother, Who is like a basketball fan, but he's not watching a lot of college hoops. He's filling out a March Madness bracket. Uh, You know, my 12 year old son, you know, you watch Wembenyama for five minutes and you're telling me he's not going to be a great, great player? I don't care if you've got 20 years of scouting or or, or you're a 12 year old kid. Like, Victor Wembenyama is just scratching the surface. Like, just keep it in perspective, Rob. We're talking about a teenager coming to America to play in a huge fishbowl of Las Vegas where his security gets in a beef with Britney Spears, the pop star. Then he comes out the next night and lays something of an egg, according to the Twitter experts. I didn't see that. I thought he was fine when you put that stuff in perspective. And then in his second game, he goes for 27 and 12 to shut all these guys up. What more does Wembenyaman? Like, are people now going to say, well, he better average 30? That, that, that's not going to happen. 19-year-olds don't do that in the NBA. Be realistic, Okay. If he, I, I think re, let's let's look realistic, Rob. If I told you Wembenyama was going to average 19 11 and 4. Is that excessive or is that realistic? Remember, Spurs love to uh you know, sit guys and rest them and minutes restrictions and all that crap. They really ushered that stuff in.
4: I think that's absolutely realistic for him to average those numbers as a rookie.
3: But would that be, oh, the most generational rookie ever? Hey, that's a letdown, you know? Uh, and then someone will eventually say, like, Tyreek Evans averaged like, 23 as a rookie. I, I don't know that he did, but so, I'm sure somebody averaged more than 19. Um, like, I, we just need perspective. And I know it, it's a black and white world, especially on social media. And if Victor Wambanyama's not amazing, then he's a bust or he's un- overrated. There is no, like, oh, boy, <laughs> he, he's a pretty damn good rookie for 19 and seven foot five. What's he going to do in his second year? I mean, listen, Chet Holmgren is a great example. Didn't play as a rookie. Looked super thin. People were eh, I don't know. It's only summer league. He's shown some pretty damn good flashes already. And he's got a better supporting cast than Victor does in San Antonio. That's my one concern, is it's not like Keldon Johnson and Devin Vassell. That, that, that's not a massive upgrade from what he's playing with in the summer. Like this kid, uh, Julian Sh- Champagne. I'm I'm butchering his name, but like he might he might get minutes for the Spurs this year. You know, a young kid. Um, they just don't have a lot of talent, but I, I, I I'm extremely bullish on Victor Wamaniya. Again, just tr- scratching the surface right now, Rob.
4: Sure. Well, okay. With all that in mind, and and I I'm pretty much in lockstep with you. We started this conversation. Or I started this conversation mentioning that Jerry West says that he reminds him of a bigger Bill Russell, and you scoffed like, "Oh gosh, come on." You seen when Yama put the ball on the deck, you see him shoot free. N- so that that's, that's Russell what Russell brings hit. me to this conversation again. Bill Russell, you know, depending who you ask, is at worst like a top twelve player, at best a top five player in NBA history. Like depending generational, usually older guys will put him up higher, oh, the younger yeah. generation put him up lower. If he's anywhere in there and Jerry West calls him a bigger Bill Russell, and you think that that's like an insult, wouldn't that then imply that you are more in line with Woj and Broussard's thinking on his on Wimanyama's potential than, you know, the casual basketball fan? You're expecting him to be an all-time great, are you not?
3: That's tough. because, And I know that's a cop-out. It's going to sound like one. But, like, so LeBron comes in is in Cleveland, is pretty awesome. They go to the finals, and then they don't get back. And it's like, oh, this guy's not great. They got swept. Come on. Well, look at the supporting cast. That stuff matters. How many coaches did he have in Cleveland during the first tour there? So he goes to Miami, and it's like, oh, Miami LeBron is a different dude when he's got got good teammates. Okay. And that's when he took off, and the legend grew. Then he goes back to Cleveland, the Golden State win, goes to the Lakers, wins another chip, like – it, it, it's weird. I, I, I do. Do I think Wenbin Yama It's tough to say. Will he be an all-time great? Like, okay, define all-time great for me.
4: Is he a top ten player in NBA history when his career is over?
3: So I'm almost certain nobody thought Steph Curry would be an all-time great, a, a top ten player all time. I'm certain right. people don't think Luka Doncic will be. Um, I think that is certainly in play. Wembenyama, top ten player all time, certainly. I think it's within reach. Now he's seven five, guys. His size. I think I saw a stat. Nobody over seven foot three has. How tall was Jabbar? Seven one or seven two or something?
4: He was seven two. Listed at seven okay. two.
3: I think that somebody skewed the stat where nobody over seven foot three has played like over a thousand games in their career because of the injuries of the the to the feet. Um, I think Mark Eaton like was the closest. I, I'd need to. Fully drill down on that stat, but it's like the you know the history of players his size, it's kind of against him. Um, barring you know barring health, yes, I do think Victor Wanyama will probably end up being a top ten player all time. He's nineteen. I think by twenty twenty one, he's gonna. I mean, listen, we did. Is he gonna be an All NBA player as a rookie? And it really depends on where you call what position he's at. Because I know you're saying he's like a wing. But Rob, just from what you've seen in two games, if he plays center, tell me who are the centers for the the all-the-NBA first, second, and third team next year.
4: No, uh, I don't think he'll be an all-NBA. I mean, you got Jokic and Embiid, one and two. Okay,
3: one and two. There you go. Okay, who's the third team all-NBA center?
4: AD or Bam?
3: AD. You think AD's playing enough games? Come on. That's a good guy. Ah, that's a good Stop point. It. Stop
4: it. That's a good I guess. Uh, and was Bam,
3: Bam out of bio. Yeah. Interesting. Um I don't, will his numbers be down if Dame shows up?
4: Probably, but you'd also don't make all NBA on bad teams. I don't think anyone's expecting the Spurs to be a good team. Fair. So
3: And that's why I had wish they had made a move on a Fred Van Vliet or someone, but I, I just I don't see a path to them to like forty wins, do you?
4: No, I think, you know, I haven't looked at their Vegas over-unders, but I think somewhere in the 35 range would be... Oh, yeah. Okay.
3: Let's see, I think they won like 22 or something. So 35 Mm would be a 13-game improvement. We've seen... uh, that. that, That's not insurmountable. Um, Again, I don't even think Shaq made the playoffs as a rookie. So why would we expect Wambanyama to? And Shaq was otherworldly entering the league. And he was older. I think he was two years at LSU, right? So... Listen, I I think by year two, Wembenyama will be a stud. And I think year three, we're talking about like a top five, six player in the league. I think that's in play. Top five. Because remember, by year three, Curry's now 38. LeBron potentially retired. Kevin Durant. I mean, I think we would agree. LeBron is on the back nine for sure. Kevin Durant, back nine. Curry, back nine. Like these guys are, I mean, Curry's still at a high level. Don't get me wrong. But three years from now, I think you were talking about when was like one of the five best players in the league, right there with Luka Doncic, who's still in his like mid 20s in three years. Allstate wants to remind fans
0: that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings.
1: Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Firestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
0: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip.
2: I thought in that moment, oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA.
4: He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed.
0: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get
1: your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you
2: get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at
3: americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I don't know. I just looked this up. Uh, It's funny. I made a bet with a buddy over the weekend. Do you know how many players averaged 30 points per game last year, Rob?
4: (sighs) No. seven eight don't,
3: don't look go eight
4: yeah, and, yeah there we go
3: i, I mean shea Gilgis alexander averaged 30 points a game last year Shh, sga i didn't i didn't know that so my bet with this guy he's a big warriors fan he was not a jordan Poole guy and uh i said i will we it is dumb of me to set the line high but i said i think Poole will average over 29 and points per game next year in washington he's gonna go scorched earth and my buddy's like no way I was like, dude, it's him and Kuzma jacking. Porzingis put up 23 a game with Beal and Kuzma. Now Jordan Poole just getting all the – he's going to take all the shots. So uh, this league is weird, guys. Uh, Like some of the scoring, some of the numbers, you just – you like – because the pace is so much uh, quicker and the threes are so much more prevalent, like guys can get points quick, like buckets. And I wouldn't be shocked in three years if Wembenyama is like a – MVP candidate at like twenty one twenty like remember Luka Doncic by year three was like oh my gosh is this guy like an MVP candidate T- taking the maps to the playoffs like I'm putting I'm putting Webby in that rarefied air I again I know people will say better than Bill Russell and then the argument is well was Bill Russell that good in his time when there were nine teams in the league and zero international players and according to JJ Redick like the best point guards of that era didn't dribble with their left hand like. I don't know. Like, I'm not diminishing or denigrating Bill Russell in his time an all time great. Rob, in today's NBA, like, is Bill Russell? Wh- wh- have we've done this before? What What is he?
4: Oh, he's a, he's what? Yeah, he's Robert than, Williams. Oh no,
3: gosh. No, I was gonna say he's more than Jared Vanderbilt, but that that's a little. Oh, jeez. No, that I'm just That's no, I didn't mean that. <laughs> uh, but that that would be like his role: defense and rebounding, right? Because again, right. we're just taking 1960s Bill Russell and putting him in this era. And that's like, people are like, no, that's unfair. Because he, you're not giving him the same um, uh, medicals and, and diet and regimen and all this stuff. I was like, well, nah, how, that's not fair. What, what, <laughs> how do you, I mean, obviously, Bill Russell would be in great shape and be a much better player and shooting threes. But now we're just envisioning stuff. Like that, we're just making up a player. I want to take exactly what he did in that era and put it in this era, and the and times have just changed. So, I, I don't. I mean, again, Bill Russell in his era was incredible. Wembenyama, health pending, in his era will be amazing.
4: I would agree with you, and and I know we're up against it with the clock, but um, let me just say that the Wembenyama roller coaster that we saw over the weekend, the lows and the highs. Brandon Miller has to be thanking his lucky stars right now that this guy exists. Because there would be a lot of eyes focused on what Brandon Miller has doing or not been doing during Summer League. So he should be praying and thanking God that Victor Wemonyama just exists right now.
3: It's funny. The more tape you get, the less impressive everybody looks. So Scoot Henderson played three quarters and looked amazing. And if you just watch the YouTube reel, which has like 75 million views already, it's like Oh, my gosh, Scoot Henderson. Did you see the reverse scoop layup under the backboard? like, oh, my God, this guy's dominant. Get Dame Lillard out of there now. You know, that kind of deal. Brandon Miller's now had three games, and you've had three games to digest, and people are just like, ooh, that's a Michael Jordan pick. That was Michael Jordan influence. Like, remember, Woj said there was, like, no debate whatsoever. That was their guy. They locked in on Miller. I said I would have gone Scoot. Um, I think you like Scoot as well, right?
4: I did like Scoot, yep.
3: I don't know. You almost wonder now, do do they take a bit of a lesser deal just to move on from Dame and start the scoot clock? I I still think you got to hold firm. I think fans are going to get restless, though.
4: I think because they have scoot—I think opposite. I think because they have scoot that they're going to be able to be more selective because they can just wait this thing out. Like, they're in no hurry. They already have their future in their hand. Well, I don't— Anything they get now, so, they're not going to accelerate the process. You know what I mean? If that makes well, sense.
3: Wait a minute, Rob. If Dame is on the roster opening night, he's starting. He's playing 30 minutes, 35, whatever it is. And he's taking 20 shots. I'm like, what do you mean? Uh, Anthony Simons, he's making 30 million a year. Is he not playing? Like Shaden Sharp, Scoot Henry. Like, I don't see how Scoot's playing 15 minutes a game.
4: Oh, he's Dame's playing the roster. 25, 30 minutes. They'll play six guards if they have to. Just, oh, oh, you know, they'll put Jeremy oh, Grant at center. That's what they'll have to do.
3: Um hey, I just this just hit me because you mentioned um something about Wenbin but Okay, hypothetical. Next year's draft. The Spurs say, Hey, let's let's go grab Bronny James. If 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 Bronny just has a good year at USC, um, not first-round pick, and he goes in the second. Do the Spurs take a chance on Bronny and then they would get LeBron, who would then show Wembenyama how to be a pro and how to deal with all the all shit that you got to deal with? Remember, LeBron is, and I know people hate when I say this, LeBron was on the cover of SI at 16, 15 or 16, like the chosen one. And he has never been in trouble with the law. He is married. He's got kids. He's like, I know people are against him. Oh, China, Jason, China. Like, just be quiet. LeBron has had a sterling career on and off the court. He's a business mogul. Like, I saw him at an AAU tournament. I mean, I wasn't there, but I saw the highlights. He's coaching his son's team. And I see him then talking to Cooper Flagg, who is this ridiculously talented 16-year-old Who's like six foot 10 and is averaging like 10 blocks a game. And LeBron's like talking to him. And you just like, man, guy's a freaking leader. He's a mentor. It's awesome. And it hit me. I'm like, man, that's not a bad idea to have LeBron there with you and pop along with Wembenyama. Or is that just too much? Because then LeBron would steal some of the thunder. LeBron and Bronny would steal the thunder. Or do they want some of that thunder away from Wembenyama so he can flourish without the spotlight? There's a lot there, Rob.
4: Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I guess if you are, you know, follow social media like that, which I know you were busy on Sunday night, but I believe that LeBron tweeted uh, congratulations to Greg Popovich for that massive contract extension and was saying, like, hey, next one, uh, dinner is on you. So maybe the seeds have been planted for a LeBron to San Antonio 2024. Well, I mean, that would be interesting.
3: That's a great point. We're not going to talk about it now, but. the Anthony Davis clock starts here in about, uh, what, three weeks. We'll, we'll get to this tomorrow. And you know, LeBron, he just got one more year with the Lakers. So wherever his son gets drafted, he's going there. Like, lock that in. I don't care if it's Houston, Orlando, Philly. LeBron's going there. The question is who's going to take Bronny um, and, and, and wants to deal with all that comes with it, which means a lot of ticket sales, a lot of national TV games. Um, there's a lot there, but this one stuff, I, I, even if people are against it and it's okay, fine. Rob, I'll close with this. Do you feel there is a weird, just, I don't want to like one Benyama because the media loves him. Do you feel any sense of that?
4: Absolutely. Cause th- there is a large segment of the population who is anti-media anti, you know, they, they believe the media is the enemy and this has been going back for several years now. It became politicized kind of thing. So there is 1,000% a portion of basketball fans who less want, don't want women to succeed and more that they want the media to be wrong again. That's what they want.
3: Disappointing. Guys, I just hope our audience is not that lowest common denominator. I want the media to be wrong. I don't care about women. I just want the media. Like, do you get, uh, life is a, like, The majority of life is being wrong. That's the reality. Like, who cares if the media is right or wrong? You're wasting your time focusing on the media and you should be just enjoying life. Who cares about the media? Oh, damn it, Rob. Now you got me all fired (laughs) up. Anyways, all right. uh, Just We'll uh, plant that Anthony Davis seed and then drill down on him tomorrow. I'm trying to get my guy Ben Verlander on the podcast to talk about Otani and the Angels, and should they trade him? I think it's a fascinating topic. So a lot of fun stuff this week. I, oh, heads up, PSA, I will be hosting the Herd again on Friday. Another vacation day for Cowherd. Hmm, wonder where he's jet-setting to this week. Um, so uh, put that in your phone uh, calendar Friday. Your boy hosting the Herd. Some more fire takes. Talk to you tomorrow.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
2: is going on a road trip.